because that's who you are. And that's because you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. So somebody passed me a Bible. Who's got a Bible? Well done. Okay. <clears throat> Do we believe what's in here is true? Is anybody saying no? This, well, nobody's going to say, yeah, me. Um, we believe this is true. There's a reason that, that, um, that the youth are in here today and not going out because um, there's something I want to share with you guys. And, and uh, Jonathan and I are on, on the same page on, on here and we want you guys to get this. So um, listen, I'm going to keep it really simple for you. Okay? I promise. <laughs> You're welcome, Heather. Do we believe this or not? Okay? If it's written in here, then I believe it's true. And I don't pick apart and pick pieces that I like and I don't like, and I'll believe some of it and not believe some of it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay? Uh, I'm going to take it all, and I'm going to believe all of it. And, and the really cool thing about this, about God's Word, is, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's on paper, and it's, it's print, and the words are there. The words don't really change, but, but God's Word speaks to us. It's living. It's a strange thing. It's not like any other book. It's living word. It's God's word is living. And it can speak to you. And you can read the same passage a hundred times. The hundred and first time, you're like, wow, I never saw that before. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's really cool. It's just, it's super cool. There's, nothing, there's no other book like it. It's amazing. And uh, um, I'm going to ask you this question again later. So we believe this to be true, right? Right. Um, what have we been? Uh, what have we been talking about? What's been our sort of our direction? Anybody remember? God's promises. Okay. For those of you who know me, this is one of those things that gets me really excited. Okay. It gets me pretty excited and pumped up. And uh, if you weren't here when I was speaking last time, I think I got a little excited. Um, but anyways, probably going to happen again. I just I love God's promises. I love God's promises. Show me. In the Bible, where God's promises for his people are bad, or bad news. Anybody? It's not there. It's not there. You search through God's word, and you try to find a bad promise. It's not there. They aren't there. God's promises in God's word for you are real, and they're good news. They're great news. And, you know, yeah, the Bible says, ah, sometimes things will come. Sometimes things will come along, and you're going to, you know, you're going to be confronted with stuff. But what does it say after that? You win. Right? It says you win. It says we win. If you stand on God's word and you stand on his promises, you're going to win. It might be hard. You might have run into some trouble. That, that's, it, there's no talk of that not happening. But it's not God bringing the trouble on you. I don't believe that God brings sickness on people to teach them something, okay? That's, that's another theology that I don't buy into. I don't believe it at all. What I do believe is that sometimes when these things, not sometimes, when these things happen, when sometimes these bad things happen, that God always turns them around for his glory and always makes something good out of it in the end. Okay? Can it hurt during the journey? Yeah. Sure it can. It can really, really suck. Okay, and that's a really deep scriptural term, but, um, you know, <laughs> let's be real. It, it, it's, not, it's not always fun. But in the end, God will bring glory out of it. God will turn it into something good if we allow him and when we allow him. And even if we don't, he'll do it, he'll do it anyways. Okay? That's true. 
God's promises. So I want to talk to you today about wisdom. Oh, goody. <laughs> That's a Heather amen. Oh, goody. All right, everybody say wisdom. All right. So here, I'm not making this up. I, I wikipedia it or something or somewhere Googled it, and so I didn't make up this definition. So I'm, I'm going to read it to you, and we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Wisdom is the ability to think and act using... Yep, knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. Okay? Wisdom is the ability to think and act. So you're processing something and then you're going to act on that. Okay? Using knowledge, experience, understanding, common sense, and insight. How many people know people that don't have common sense? Okay? This is what is paying for my kid's education fund. <laughs> That's another story. Anyways, thanks for a couple chuckles. Um, honestly, we run into people who don't have common sense, okay? Wisdom is when you take all of that stuff together. You take all the knowledge that you have together. You take all the experience that you have together. Uh, your common sense and your insight, you put it all together. You come up with a plan. You come up with a thought process, and then you act on it. Okay? So the more years you have under your belt, the more experience you have. So that helps you to make good judgment and good decisions and using wisdom. Everybody follow me? Everybody there? Okay. So you don't have a whole lot of experience yet, but you're going to get it. All right? It's coming. And you're going to have to make some decisions, and you're going to have to come up and take some, uh, take some time when things, things are, you're going to come up with things. You're going to have to make some decisions, and you're going to have to make some good decisions about what you're going to do. And I would suggest to you that wisdom, using God's wisdom is a good way to do it. Don't worry, I'll keep picking on you. She's my friend. Okay? Wisdom is a habit or disposition to perform the action with the highest degree of adequacy under any given circumstance. Okay? Highest degree of adequacy under any given circumstance. This implies a possession of knowledge or the seeking thereof in order to apply it to the given circumstance. This involves an understanding of people. Wisdom involves an understanding of people. Okay? That's the tricky part. There's another trickier one, but yeah, that's the start of it, right? How many we have trouble understanding certain people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, the rest of you are liars. There's a few people who put your arms up, and I get it. Okay? This involves an understanding of people, things, events, situations, and the willingness as well as the ability to apply perception, judgment, and action in keeping with the understanding of what is the optimal course of action. Lots of words. Look it up in Wikipedia. It's all there. Okay? Must be true if it's there. <clears throat> it often requires... Here's the hard one. Okay? It often requires control of one's emotional reactions. Anybody have trouble with that when your 12-year-old son does the same thing over and over again? You keep telling him not to and he keeps doing it. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Anybody have trouble sometimes keeping control of your emotional reactions? What, what's that? Impossible? <laughs> Thank you. We have an honest person in the room. I love it. Come on. I, I lose it sometimes. My goodness, sometimes Jordan and I are like, ugh. And, and uh, sometimes I lose control of my emotional reactions. Well, am I really using wisdom? Is that really going to work? Probably not. 
Thank God Heidi's not in here because you know the show always reminds me of these things later. You know, remember when you said that? And like, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, but part of that. So we're taking perceptions, we're taking insight, we're taking knowledge, we're taking experience and understanding of people. When things happen, then we've got to come up with the optimal choice, the optimal action, and we've got to keep our emotions out of it. Good. Yeah, it's hard, right? We don't need luck. I've got an answer for you. Okay. It's hard. Anybody? Anybody to be honest? Anybody else other than Sharon? Okay. Two, three, four, five. Oh, girl, I knew I could count on you, Janet. All right. It's true. Okay. Here's a really cool story. We, if you see, if we're talking about the Bible story, okay? If you talk about wisdom, um, who are we thinking about? We say wisdom. Solomon. Okay. Really cool. I mean, that guy, that guy was, was very wise. And Interestingly enough, um, I love telling the story, Solomon's sleeping at night, and he's the king, and God comes to him and says, hey, man, I love you so much, I'll give you whatever you want. And what does he ask for? Wisdom. How many of you, not knowing the story, pretend you didn't know this story, if God came to you and said, I'll give you anything you want, how many of you are going to say wisdom first? Yeah, right? Here's an out-of-the-box guy. He had wisdom before he asked for wisdom. Okay, yeah, I want wisdom. He didn't ask for a long life. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for any of that kind of stuff. He says, God, make me wise. You've made me a ruler of your people. Give me wisdom so I could lead your people. Well, there's a guy who's wise already before, before God even gave him that extra push, right? Honestly, I don't know if that would have been my thought. You know, see to, uh, you know, bigger boat, you know, these things, bigger motorcycle, you know, maybe three or four bigger motorcycles, all these things you pop into your head, but this guy says wisdom, and so God says, you know what, because, because you asked for wisdom, because you didn't ask for wealth and, and, and long life and all the rest of it, I'm going to give you what you asked for, I'm going to give you wisdom, and then I'm going to give you all the rest of it too. Pretty cool, eh? So if God ever comes and asks you what you want, Heather, you got to say wisdom, okay? All right. So, give me wisdom. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. We're Pentecostals. We can make noise in church. It's okay. All right. Uh, you swing from the chandeliers, apparently, too. That's some of the things we do. I haven't seen that for a long time. But anyways, okay. So here's the story. 1 Kings 3. Okay? 1 Kings 3, you're going to start in verse 16. Now, two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of them said, pardon me, my lord. This woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's son died because she laid on him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, while I your servant, was asleep. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to, a nur to nurse my son, and he was dead. When I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't the son that I had born. The other woman said, no, the living one is my son, the dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours and the living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. You know the king's having a bad day. <laughs> He's got to listen to this, right? So, <clears throat> anyways, the king said, this one says, my son is alive and your son is dead. Well, the, that one says, no, your son is dead and mine's alive. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. 
He gave them an order. Cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Boy, I would love to see this go down in court today. I got to tell you, the crazy stuff that I see in court and the crazy stuff that I hear, man, I'd love to have Solomon on the bench one day. That would be awesome. Here, these two people are fighting over something. Bring me a sword. And everybody in the courtroom goes, uh. It, like, we know the story. You, uh, if, you, you probably heard this story before, and you think, okay, I know what happens next. Yeah, uh, he's going to bring out the sword and, and what have you. But, like, can you imagine when it happened? Do you think that they had ever seen anything like this before? The judge says, bring me a sword. And I'm going to cut the baby in half. Crazy. The woman whose son was alive, deeply moved out of love for her son, said to the king, please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other said, neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. Then the king gave his ruling, give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is his mother. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. Do you really think that Solomon was going to cut the baby in two? But he had wisdom. He didn't let his emotions get involved because he's got these two crazy women in front of him arguing over this baby. Well, sorry, one crazy one and one legitimate one. Okay, arguing over this baby, and he's got to sit here and listen to this. I would be standing there, I would be on the stand like, oh my goodness, I can't believe, when is my coffee break? This is absolutely ridiculous. These two people fighting like this, this is crazy. But he had an understanding of people, we talked about that, okay? He had some life experience, had some knowledge, okay? And he'd asked for godly wisdom. So godly wisdom, God gave him the wisdom to understand how to act in the best way possible in a situation which was kind of hard to deal with. And God gave him the answer. Well, having an understanding of people, which, I mean, you would, if, if, if we're talking about your baby, and you and somebody else are fighting over your baby, and the judge came up and said, I'm cut him in two. You'd, you'd give her away because you love her so much. And it's more important that she lives and carries on than, than you not have your baby. I mean, that, that really makes a lot of sense. Uh, you would do that, right? Yes. <laughs> okay? I, I would. Do you feel better now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll pray for you later if you want it. It's okay. So... Anyways, I mean, really, right? We 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 give our baby away because because that, I mean, that, I want my child to live. I want my son and my daughter to live, and you know, it's not the best of situations. But I don't want to see my daughter. You know, that would be silly. But Solomon, using God's wisdom, okay, God-given wisdom, he made a good decision. So, <laughs> here's my soapbox. Um, imagine jails became a business. Here I'm typing away at, at home, and I think my policeman hat went on as I was thinking through this. Imagine, 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 uh, imagine the jails being like a business. So you get caught for stealing, and you get sent to the bucket, and you've got to work to pay back the money that you stole. Plus, you got to pay for your room and board. I mean, that would be that be a deterrent. Would that be reasonable? Sure, it would. I think so. Um, but you know, 
apparently our justice system doesn't quite see it that way. But I mean, really, if you steal from somebody and you, you can't pay them back, well, then go and work to pay them back and you can pay your room and board while you're there. And then when you're done, your sentence can be as long as you want. If you want to be in there 30 years to pay it back, great. If you want to be in there five and work extra hours and whatever, I mean, that makes sense to me. So uh, anyways, um, I have all kinds of other great ideas <laughs> that I probably shouldn't share with you while it's being recorded right now. Um, and if I did, uh, I would lose what uh, Robert and Suzanne refer to as my Pastor Corey voice. Because, Anyways, uh, if you want to hear some of the stories, take me out for some sushi or meat and I'll tell you some good ones. So anyways, there's my soapbox. So Solomon thinks out of the box, and he comes up with a, a wise decision, okay? Now, here's wisdom. Wisdom is speaking here in Proverbs 8, Proverbs 8, okay? Starting in verse 10. Wisdom is speaking. So this is wisdom talking. Solomon has writ it, written it as wisdom is actually speaking to us right now. Choose my instruction, and all you youth guys, youth gang, listen to this, okay? Listen, listen, listen. This is good stuff, okay? And above youth, Maybe college and careers-ish, age-ish. And you sitting next to college, age-ish, careers, age-ish. <laughs> choose my instruction. This is wisdom saying, choose my instruction instead of silver knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies and nothing you desire can compare with her. So... You're making some decisions of what you're going to pursue in life, where you're going to go, what you're going to chase after. Forget about chasing after money. Forget about chasing after rubies. Forget about chasing after gold. Chase after wisdom. Chase after godly wisdom because it's worth more than all that stuff. Okay? If I was to hand you the biggest diamond ring, like a, a 120 karat gold uh, uh, diamond big huge rock thing and hand it to you is worth a bazillion gazillion dollars it would be better for you to choose wisdom over that okay now you could buy dad a really nice truck with the ring but you pick wisdom you pick God's wisdom it's more important it's worth more money it's more valuable look at Solomon he could have had that he could have asked for anything God would give it to him but he said give me wisdom and then he got all the rest of it too okay for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. Again, wisdom speaking. I have insight. Wisdom says I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles, all who rule on earth. I love, wisdom saying this, I love those who love me. And those who seek me, find me. Those who seek wisdom, find wisdom. If you're searching for gold and you're searching for rubies and diamonds, you may or you may not find them. Well, you twinkle those eyes of yours and, you know, you might find the diamond. But, you know, you know right? It's coming, isn't it? No? <laughs> you might find them, okay? But wisdom says, if you seek after me, you will find me. You seek wisdom, you will find wisdom. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. No ifs with me are riches 
or honor or enduring wealth or prosperity. It says, with me, riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. All of the above combined. If you want to have an awesome life, if you want to have a great life and have great opportunities here on this earth while you're living, seek wisdom first and all that stuff comes along with it. Hear what I'm saying? Anybody listening? Make some noise, Heather, for crying out loud. Everybody's quiet in here. All right. Thank you. You're awesome, Heather. (laughs) Okay? That's it. If you want all those things, if you want riches, honor, enduring wealth, and prosperity, seek wisdom. And you will find wisdom. My fruit is better than gold, than fine gold. Okay? I'm not making this up. It's in your copy. Okay? Look. It's right there. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses, surpasses sorry, choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. Does that sound appealing? Sure it does. Sure it does. Come on, who doesn't want your treasuries full? And for a second, let we're, if, we're, if we're thinking com- completely for a second for the purposes of your treasuries being full so that you can have stuff, no. Your treasuries can be full and you can have stuff, but what's the really, really amazing thing about having your treasuries full? Hello. Hello. Yep, you got it. Share it. What could you do for God if you had your treasuries full? you got all kinds of crazy ideas, don't you? Yeah, I know you do. What could you do with your treasuries full for God that you couldn't do if your treasuries weren't full? You hear what I'm saying? You could teach. You could do all kinds of stuff. You could take those full treasuries that God gives you and you could do the amazing stuff that God's called you guys to do. Sound good. Sounds good to me. I like the idea. Okay? It's not just for you. It's not just for you to have those things just so you can have all the cool stuff that you want. Yeah, you're going to get some cool stuff. That's great. God loves to see you have a smile on your face. I love it when my son gets a cool thing and he plays around and he's laughing and having a great time. I got him a snow thrower. The kid's like, the kid's in heaven. He's running up and down the driveway with a snow thrower flinging snow all over the place. And I'm like, wow, this is great. He's having a great time and I don't have to do it, you know? <laughs> But come on, come on. So, fruit of wisdom, and I'm not making this up. You go back through that passage, okay, in Proverbs 8, and I I scratched this stuff down, or, you know, typed it down in here, okay? This is straight out of what we just read. The fruit of wisdom, so the benefits of wisdom, what comes out of wisdom, what you end up with if you have wisdom, prudence, knowledge, discretion, counsel, sound judgment, Understanding, power, love, riches, honor, enduring wealth, possessions, prosperity, righteousness, justice, inheritance, and your treasuries full. Well, come on. I'm not making this up. Do we believe this or not? It's written right there. So I'm not making this up for crying out loud. It's there. I just read it, and I'm just telling you what it says. Here's the fruit of wisdom. So is this a promise of God or not? 
If you have wisdom, this is a promise that God makes to you, that you will have prudence, knowledge, discretion, counsel, sound judgment, understanding, power, love, riches, honor, enduring wealth, possessions, prosperity, righteousness, justice, inheritance, and your treasuries full. Come on, I like that. What does the world teach us? If it feels good, what could be wrong? If you like it, what difference does it make? Who needs wisdom? Who needs sound judgment? Just do it. Pursue happiness through things. Pursue stuff, right? Come on, does the world teach us that? Have we gotten sucked up in that at times? Sure. A nice shiny motorcycle in front of me. Come on, I'm going to be tempted to pursue it, right? Right? Robert understands. Come on. Sure we can. Take care of number one. Chase money. I don't need God. Try Oprah. Let me get on a soapbox for a minute. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. Come on, really. Like, you see, we, uh, like, we're starting our own church uh, uh, and, and all this crazy stuff that she's talking about. Oh, my goodness. Like, unreal. Come on, God first. It's not the power of self, the power of positive thinking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, words are powerful. They're rip-off artists because God was the one who said it first. You speak God's word over your situation and you watch what happens. They're all a bunch of thieves. Positive confessions, positive confessions. Yeah, positive confessions that line up with God's word and you're one of God's elect, you're one of God's chosen, you are a child of the king. Yeah, your positive words are going to make a difference, but they're leaving all that out. Let's just steal the part that we like. Hoorah? Anybody that thinks they should take Oprah off the Starbucks signs and the Oprah chai tea, it just irks me when I walk in there. Anyways, I'm done uh, for my stove box. Uh, uh, what's the world say? Strive for success. Am I right? Sure, that's what the world says. That's what we get taught. That's what you get taught in school. That's what your friends are, te- your friends are talking about in school, right? Oh, what do you want to be when you grow? What are you going to choose? What are you going to chase after? Why are you going to school? And all this kind of stuff. Well, how about chase godly wisdom? How about chase wisdom? And all that stuff that you, th- that you need, all that stuff that you want, it all comes around. It all comes to you. You've got to get your priorities straight. God first. Seek godly wisdom first. And everything, and I mean everything, brother, has to work out for you. If you do that, if you decide you're going to do it your way and not God's way, you're going to have an emotional reaction to something, to a situation, I'm going to tell you that's going to go really bad for you. If you have a problem with one of your friends and you decide to smatter it all over Facebook, uh, and that's your emotional reaction, I'm telling you, it's not going to go well for you. You're not going to solve the problem. You're going to make it worse. And Jonathan, the youth pastor, said, amen, okay? You can jump in at any time here. All right. Okay, here, I'm not, this, this, I'm not making all this stuff up, okay? James 1, here's another one. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You can get some experience. You can test out your faith. You can watch what your faith will do. You can watch when you speak to those mountains, they move. And you know what? You'll be able to speak to bigger mountains next time. Not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, uh uh-oh, here you go. 
Here's your answer right here. Here's the answer to good luck. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. There's God's promise for you today. This is what I want to share with you today. If you don't get anything else, you don't remember anything else, here's God's promise for you today that if you lack wisdom and you ask God for it, not only will he give it to you, he will give it generously to you. That's good news. So if you're looking for, uh, you want to have a good life, you want to be successful in everything you do, you want to you hit it out of the park, you want your parents to be proud of what you do and what you become, you want grandma to say, hey, there's my granddaughter out there, woohoo, you know what I'm saying? If you want that, if that's, that, and if you don't want that, then you have a problem, okay? If you want to be successful in life, and you should want to be successful in life, I'm telling you how to do it. Right here, here's a secret, one key. You seek God first, you seek godly wisdom first. He'll help you make the decisions, he'll give you prudence, he'll give you sound judgment, you'll make the right decision when you come up to it, you'll be the person that God wants you to be, you'll make the decisions that you don't know what to decide, God will help you step out of the box and make all those awesome decisions, and you know what, you're gonna hit it out of the park. Oh, everybody's quiet again, Heather, make some noise. Say something. Clap. There we go. Heather's making noise already. Okay? Think about it. That's it. That's the secret right there. Okay? You're going you're gonna to find people, your friends are going to be pursuing happiness, pursuing this and pursuing that. And you know what? Pursue God first. Pursue godly wisdom first. And all those things will come to you. Seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness. All this stuff will be added to you. You want true success? You want to be truly successful? You want to or not? I'm asking you to say yes. <laughs> if you want to be truly successful, if you want to hit it out of the park, I'm telling you, you chase after God first before everything else, before all else. You, chase, you ask God for wisdom because he'll give it to you if you ask him. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, or precursors. Uh, you know, you got short hair, long hair, curly hair, straight hair, whatever. It says if you ask for him, God will give it to you. God will give you that wisdom, and you know what? You will hit it out of the park. All you got to do is go after him first, nothing else, no one else, everything else falls into place after that. And I'm telling you, people are going to, wow, where did you come up with that idea? Well, God gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your smile, Steve. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Getting me going here. Okay? And it will be given to you. There's your answer. Come on, there's where it is. There's where it is when I'm losing my mind over, over Jordan and things going on or the kids and things aren't going the way that I want them to. You know, you say go this way and he goes that way and he go that way. Well, why, Dad? Because I said so. And then, you know what I'm saying, right? Hello? <laughs> okay, I know you understand me. All right? Come on, I get frustrated too and I, I lose control. And you know what? I, I asked God, I said, get, help me, help me. I want to do this right. I want to be a good dad. I want, to, I want him in the kingdom. My, my first and foremost goal with my kids is to make sure that they are in the kingdom, that they are in heaven, that they put Jesus first. That is my most important goal with my kids. Okay? Thank you. That is it. That is it. And I need help with that. Because I'm human. I make mistakes. I blow it. Sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me, and I... You know, I'll lose my stack, sure. So I asked God, I said, God, you know, help me. Give me wisdom. Help me to, help me to, to get through this. So sure enough, one day I'm driving along in the car, and I've got life on, 
and uh, uh, they've got this, 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 uh, this woman on there, Cynthia Tobias, who um, uh, is talking about the strong-willed child. Well, she was talking about me and my son, I think, and my wife, too. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, and, and sure enough, turns out she's, a, she's an ex-copper, right? So she really gets my attention. And I started listening. My goodness, some great ideas. But I asked God for some wisdom. Help me. I need help with this. I can't do this on my own. And you know what? That's how God provided some, helped provide some wisdom. I got some knowledge to help me make some good decisions. And then help me to try to get control of my emotions as best as I can and as much as I can. And you know what? There was some great stuff. And then she was on again. Like, this woman's brilliant. Uh, you know, and if you've got, a, if you've got a, uh, that, that grade 7, 8, 9-ish sort of um, teenager, really, really good stuff. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that's good news. Here it comes. There's more. But, so James 1 verse 6, but when you ask, you must believe and do not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So if you ask for it, you got to believe it's true. you got to believe God's word is true. Did we say, we all talked about this at the beginning, is this true or not? It says if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you. You have to believe it's true. There's the secret. Believe that when you ask, it's true. Okay? The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. But... Coming on to some more here. Okay? There you go. You ask, God will give it to you. Who is God that he should lie? He'll give you the wisdom. You ask for it, you'll get it, and you're there. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. He'll give it to you. He'll give you some ideas. Give her a nudge. He'll give you some ideas, some out-of-the-box ideas of how to love your son. More and more and more and more. And that, that love that comes from God, that peace that comes from God, ooh, give you some ideas. Ask. Ask. So I talked to this about this earlier. I said, seek God's kingdom first and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. All those things that you need. That's, I'm telling you, the secret to success, the true secret to success here on earth. And guess what? The bonus is that you get it in heaven, too. You put God first. You seek him first. Seek God's wisdom first. And all of the stuff that you need, all the stuff that you desire, will be yours. Somebody this morning, I was saying, um, I, I don't know who it was, somewhere over here, about God giving you the desires of your heart. Let me just throw something in on that for a second, okay? If you're seeking God first, and you're putting God as number one, and he's the priority, okay? If you're seeking God first, you know what he's going to do? He's going to put desires inside your heart that line up with his word and his plan for you. Okay? He's going to put desires, he's going to put dreams inside of your heart that line up with, his, with God's word and that line up with his plan for you. 
And it's good that you've got dreams and you've got desires in your heart. And you know what? He wants those to come to you. He wants those things to be fulfilled in you. It would be absolutely ridiculous for God to put desires in your heart and dreams in your heart and not make a way for you to obtain those and get there. Those desires that are inside your heart are godly desires. Cool, huh? Anyways. Um... So um, what I want to what I want to do really quick, okay? Um, before we go, does anybody anybody want to ask God for wisdom? Okay, good. That's good. I'm glad. That's so you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> me me too. Okay, me too. All right, I'm I'm there too. So um, can I totally put you on the spot? Yeah. Okay. Give me another microphone. Where's the handheld? Okay? Yes, Steve, I'm looking at you. Okay, because I need wisdom too, all right? I'm there. So, if you need wisdom, we're not going to pick you apart, pick you, we're not going to go one at a time down the row. If you need wisdom and you want to ask for, for wisdom, I want you to come up here. Steve, can you pray for us and ask that God would give us all wisdom and, and, and pray for us as a group? Okay? So, if you have said, I want wisdom and I need wisdom and I'm asking God for wisdom, Come on up, okay? Let's all stand up here as a group, and Steve, Steve's going to pray for us because he was prepared for that, and he knew this was coming, and yes. Aren't you glad I didn't pick on you this time? <laughs> and, and maybe Steve needs to ask for wisdom too, but um, I'm, I'm here, and I need God's wisdom in some areas in my life, and, uh, and, and I really want to follow what God has for me. I want to go down that road. I, I want God's wisdom. I want his direction. Come on in. Let's, let's, we can, we're family. We can touch little bit just yeah we could snuggle a little bit come on in come on in come on in let's come on snuggle in come on in come on in come on in okay come on in you guys are far away come on come on over here everybody's had a shower today come on <laughs> okay so steve can you know what it says it says in god's word and we're going to stand on god's word right now it says that any of us lack wisdom that we should ask god for it and he'll give it to us right and then we're not going to doubt about it he's just going to give it to us and, and who knows how that wisdom is going to come, whatever shape it's going to come, but we just know that we know that we know that we know that we know that God's going to give us wisdom, okay? Everybody in agreement with that? Okay, Steve. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your, your awesome power, and we, we pray. And I come to you humbly, Lord, and I, out of your beauty and your majesty that you said if we ask, you will give. And so, Lord, we each of us in the same heart as we say, Lord, give us wisdom. Let's repeat that together. Lord, we ask for wisdom, the wisdom that you give that has no fears, that has no limits. And Lord, the wisdom that you will show us exactly what to do. You take us to your position that we will have the discernment to be able to know that what the correct answer is. And so, Lord, we're going to believe you as we said in your word, because everything in your word is written and it's, it's true. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, as we ask and believe and claim it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So you need to get up there, and you need to get up there. Don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. We need music people up there, okay, because we're going to do something fun and uh, that Bonnie would like, something dancey, okay? <laughs> See, for you. Who's watching out for you, Bonnie, right? Okay. 
Listen, I want, I want to give this to you before you go. I want, to, I want to give you this blessing before you go. I didn't make this up. Okay, it's coming from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Okay, run back to your seats afterwards and scribble it down. But stay here. I want to, I want to give you this blessing before you go. Okay, can't lose with a godly blessing that comes out of God's word. Okay. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him, Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. How about a little celebration in God's house today, okay? Shake it up.